Section thirty nine, volume three, chapter four of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter four. At length burst in the argent revelry with plume, tiara, and all rich array, numerous as shadows haunting fairily the brain new stuffed in youth with triumphs gay of old romance these let us wish away and turn soul-thoughted to one lady there keats to whom can possibly belong the rotund figure and laughter-loving face which caught the notice of the lady of holywell by so familiar a series of nods and becks and wreathed smiles leaning across lady armitage and whisking the tail of a bird of paradise into the eye of lady chartley she knows not or does not choose to know but the stranger will not be ignored out of countenance rising and pushing between the benches of the stand she exclaims mrs armitage senior i believe between families no need of introduction and i am really most anxious ma'am to learn if any accident is the cause of my not seeing my niece young mrs armitage here this morning i expected her to come and settle with me about our trip to scarborough no accident no cause indeed that i am aware of except her own caprices was the haughty reply but i beg to refer you madam to mr arthur armitage who having perhaps the honour of your acquaintance may be inclined to favour you to-morrow with particulars at present unknown to myself and turning abruptly away mrs armytage began conversing in a low voice with her cousin lady chartley the honour of my acquaintance ma'am retorted her astonished assailant haven't i explained to you then that i am your son's aunt-in-law mrs dyke robsey of portland place you don't appear to understand me pardon me i should rather imagine that you do not understand me i leave it to my son and daughter to make their own arrangements and form or cultivate their own connections requesting only the option of selecting mine and again she turned to lady chartley who was biting her very rosy lips in order to keep her very silly countenance Well if i ever exclaimed mrs dyke as she bustled back to her seat to recount her discomfiture to a pretty-looking woman a neighbour of tom warley's and her companion for the day if arthur armytage don't insist upon her making me an apology he never darkens my doors again i've heard of the pride of lucifer commend me to the pride of mrs armytage but if mrs armytage had succeeded in making the stranger uncomfortable her own morning's amusement was not forwarded by the encounter she had sense enough to perceive that though lady chartley might be amused lady armytage was shocked by all she had overseen and overheard and above all the allusion to marian's visit to scarborough provoked her beyond measure although she judged it unnecessary to communicate the circumstance to her family it had long been mrs armytage's intention to comply with dr grant's advice respecting sophia 
so far as to remove from holywell to the seaside for the month of october scarborough the brighton of her native county was her natural resource nor did she from long prejudice admit that any other breezes could be equally salubrious any other sea-bathing equally invigorating she had already indeed secretly engaged a house there for the remainder of the autumn but having learnt from wemmersley's recent visit a similar intention on the part of the duchess of spalding and now from mrs dyke robsey the plans of her daughter-in-law she felt that her patience would be insufficient against the thousand annoyances thus presented to her apprehensions to see and hear the name of armitage in hourly connection with acts and excesses of vulgarity and folly was an ordeal she dared not encounter rather than attempt it she would write at once and give up the house she would alter all her undivulged plans it was in vain therefore that bird lime bolted or belshazzar required the whip mrs armytage cared no more for their feats than for the donkey races at holywell cross it was in vain that lady maudsley annoyed her by asking an introduction to the duchess of spalding or lady chartley by expressing her audible admiration of mrs wemmersley's most maradanic hat the thoughts of mrs armytage were vibrating between bridlington quay hastings nice naples at that moment she felt she could renounce even her beloved holywell for ever to escape the effronteries of a mrs robsey all yorkshire bowed to her all yorkshire curtsied all yorkshire congratulated her that the races and the weather had turned out so well for mrs armytage was regarded as part and parcel of the shire wellized into a grand dignitary of the riding fortunately she had already decided to return home early in the evening with lord and lady armytage sir john and lady maudsley leaving lady chartley and mrs devereux to play the chaperone to those younger branches of the party who saw in a good band ballroom and abundance of partners the sufficient elements of an excellent ball reserving herself for the more select one of the following night but renouncing the st ledger of the following morning she could not hope to recover her equanimity sufficiently to peril a new encounter with mrs dyke robsey already too she meditated to punish marian for her contumacy by placing some obstacle in the way of even her progress to doncaster earlier than the morrow evening but lord armytage who had now obtained some insight into their family politics had been struck by the vehemence of the warm-hearted jack baltimore's complaints and kindly proposed driving over marian in his phaeton to rejoin her husband who had remained with the ball party in town leaving his lady and mrs armytage to make their appearance after dinner mrs arthur thanked him with all her heart and in the course of their drive exhibited enough of her artless and affectionate nature to render him warmly her friend for worlds he would not have lost the spectacle of her first meeting with her father arthur too had during his present visit to holywell made a highly favourable impression on lord armytage 
having hitherto estimated him as a good-humoured schoolboyish young man trammelled in his mother's apron-strings an officer of the guards but no soldier a member of parliament but no representative of the people and perhaps a little piqued at arthur's neglect and want of kinsmanly deference during the preceding spring in town he was surprised and pleased to find him well informed on all subjects of public interest connected with his neighbourhood discreet honourably intentioned and animated by the best instincts of a sober patriotism lord armytage began to hope that he might become not only an honour to the family but to the country and resolved to sound his political views as well as his inclinations for a life of public service he saw no occasion that his young relative should remain in a state of dependence during the remaining lifetime of mrs armytage that august lady meanwhile clad in her robes of high habitual state now commenced her progress towards the doncaster ball by no means impatient either of the length of the road or the twaddle of her companions the road being a macadamised perfection of her beloved west riding and that twaddle emanating from a lady maudsley and lady armytage being neither of new novels nor new fashions after the abominations of the spaldingites but of sunday schools and dorcas societies the falling off of welsh flannel and the coming on of caoutchouc clogs they were all wending their way to the ball as to an annual duty a meeting of the iberensian parliament there was no superfluous excitement in the feelings of the party if they hoped anything it was that they might get away early if they feared anything it was that they might take cold from the noble stewards of the ball lords greta and downham mrs armytage was secure of a distinguished reception and it was her good fortune to encounter immediately on entering the room her friend lord rotherham who during his wife's convalescence was under the necessity of making his appearance on his arm therefore preceding sir john maudsley and her two dowagerly companions she sailed majestically along the room to the place reserved for her but although prepared for a disagreeable rencounter with marian's relatives she had not expected that the malice of the fates or of the duchess of spalding would place mrs dyke robsey immediately next to herself yet there she was covered with all the diamonds with which the united art of jewellers mantua-makers or milliners could contrive to adorn her person and thanks to that art having been exercised by the best in the metropolis making by no means an objectionable figure her dress of rich violet brocade and turban of palest gold might have done credit even to the taste of a mrs armytage i have just been presented to arthur's connection mrs robsey observed lord rotherham as they advanced towards the sofa where the lady was seated have you yes i might have concluded that my son and his wife would intrude those people on the acquaintance of all my friends i beg your pardon i have not spoken to either your son or daughter this evening lord armytage was my master of the ceremonies lord armytage arthur has placed them then under his protection 
by no means i fancy lord armytage became officially acquainted with mr robsey armytage touching his lordship on the shoulder where and how did you know the robsey family arrived at last my dear madam exclaimed lord a now first noticing the holywell party we were beginning to get uneasy about you excellent running this morning never saw a better st ledger very pleasant dinner party and now i think we are going to have a capital ball the robseys did you say how did i know the robseys by virtue of office mr dyke robsey is at once one of the largest west india proprietors and the most liberal almost the only one with whom i experienced no trouble in the abolition business i have the highest respect for him whatever objections were started by his brother slaveholders robsey had but one argument against them the whigs have given us railroads and radical reform i consider them entitled to my vote and interest on a question of their own yet it was a question by which he lost four thousand a year my dear father pray allow me to present mr dyke robsey to you said lord greta suddenly arresting lord rotherham's progress and directing his attention to a little shrivelled mummy of a man who under sanction of lord armytage's recent commendation was received with the utmost deference by the high-minded lord of greta castle and having deposited mrs armytage as quickly as he could in her appointed place he began to do the honours of the county to a stranger whose liberal principles conferred distinction on his physical exiguity while the lady of holywell drew in her robes lest they should encounter those of the lady of portland place mrs dyke had the satisfaction to observe her good little mannikin of a husband engaged in conversation with three noble lords and to know that the respect paid him by the heads of the house of greta and armytage borrowed nothing from his affinity with the semiramis seated by her side soon afterwards lord rotherham requested from his new acquaintance an introduction to his lady and mrs armytage though affecting to be engaged in earnest conversation with her next neighbour lady maudsley could not forbear overhearing fragments of their chit-chat yes indeed highly delighted with yorkshire my first visit to the county but not likely to be my last capital races finest thing of the kind in europe best county meeting in england so different from a scramble to epsom or ascot lord rotherham trusted she had been able to secure comfortable accommodations accommodations oh dear yes the best that were to be had for money arthur armytage poor fellow wrote good-naturedly to apologise for not being able to invite us to stop at holywell as if we had any notion of burying ourselves at a place nearly twenty miles off when good lodgings were to be had in the town lord bless him my brother baltimore's friend tom warley took rooms for us at the angel six months back famous rooms so good indeed that we have been able to oblige the duchess of spalding with a bed or two her party has turned out larger than she expected lord rotherham with a civil smile now hoped that she was going to make some stay in yorkshire six weeks or two months at least my niece armytage 
that such a woman should have a niece armitage the word grated painfully on the ear of her neighbour is coming along with us to scarborough to scarborough his lordship expressed great satisfaction at the intelligence his own family were likely to visit scarborough and lady rotherham would be much gratified in the honour of her acquaintance mrs robsey bowed and smiled and fanned herself she was eminently triumphant eminently happy her dear little marian had been with her all the morning grateful simple and affectionate as ever and now the whole world the whole great world seemed entering into a conspiracy to support her cause against mrs armytage the duchess of spalding who though apprehensive of promiscuous acquaintances in london would have felt herself privileged to patronise even a cheesemonger in yorkshire without peril to her purity of caste had for her own convenience made acquaintance with the gorgeous stranger and loaded her with civilities on which all the small squiresses who at first sight set up their backs at a london woman who ventured to blaze forth at doncaster without the passport of a county introduction forgave her under the sanction of such powerful protection mrs wemmersley had already bespoken marian's presentation to her aunt and lady emily mclaren grew full of graciousness worthy the wife of the whig member for perjurum but marian was now too generally courted too universally admired to have leisure to become the tool of the wemmersleys the happiness derived from her recent restoration to her family imparted a thousand charms to her countenance a thousand graces to her manner a thousand of those pure and nameless graces which like the fragrance of flowers or song of birds start forth at nature's command and nature's only caressed by the spaldings treated with the utmost deference by the whole of the holywell party the minor members of the neighbourhood who had hitherto been given to understand or who had taken it into their heads to understand that the marriage of young armytage was a grievous mesalliance were amazed to find her the niece of a member of parliament rich in the good graces of their carved idols the aristocracy of the county and of a gorgeous dame rich in chains and bouquets of brilliance rivalling those of the duchess of spalding they began to entertain a better opinion of her and mrs dyke had the satisfaction to hear it buzzed in that kind of audible murmur seldom heard except in country ballrooms that pretty little woman in the pink dress and tiara of diamond wheat ears is wife to the new member for thoroton or i had no idea that young mrs armytage of holywell was such a pretty elegant little creature she will be quite one of our county beauties the difficulties of the part which marian had to play between mother-in-law and aunt meanwhile were surmounted with a discretion which evinced considerable accession of tact with mrs armytage she was respectful and attentive with mrs robsey affectionate and assiduous without attempting by look gesture or inference to bring them nearer together all assumption of arrogance on the part of mrs armytage was thus rendered superfluous 
the lady in the violet satin by her side seemed utterly unconscious of her presence and instead of wishing to intrude on her acquaintance was wholly engrossed by those more brilliant personages who were so assiduously seeking her own at supper too the great lady of holywell had the dissatisfaction of beholding her mordecai the jew exalted even above herself lord wyndham spalding in gratitude for the excellent stables for which he was indebted to the stranger's good nature had taken care to secure her a seat among those reserved for his mother's party and the shrewd eyes of the duchess having readily detected the feud between her and the object of her yorkshire antipathies seized with avidity an opportunity of inflicting mortification on mrs armytage winsome win professionally eschewing the part of a young lady's man or induced perhaps by secret motives of his own constituted himself her cavalier and poor mrs robsey between the patronage of a lord and a duchess was almost as elated as jack baltimore had been that morning when he found himself a winner on touchstone of six hundred and thirty odd sovereigns lawful coin of the realm every one in short was pleased every one retired to rest that night in the best of humours with the events and diversions of the day with the exception indeed of one whose fate it seemed to be to mar a life of prosperity by the undue exactions of an imperious temper end of volume three chapter four